At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Have you ever wondered how weird and wacky the internet can get? If you said yes or no, I'm Brittany Broski. And I'm Sarah Shower, And we have a podcast. It's called Violating Community Guidelines, where we do just that. Join us two chronically online and deeply disturbed children of the internet to get an unofficial masterclass on all things web. We'll be covering topics like gun sales on Facebook Marketplace, furries everywhere, and Dr. Phil fan fiction. Obviously. Obviously. So dim your screens, put some headphones on, turn on a VPN, and call out of work because we're violating community guidelines. New episode every Monday on any place you get your podcast. Anywhere. You pick it. You get to pick. Literally anywhere. Please, God. Please, Jesus. I'm so lonely. My rent. (laughs) Our rent. Our rent. What's up, everybody? I am Kaylin, the host of Kaylin's Coffee Talk podcast, where I like to create a virtual digital space where you can imagine coming to a virtual content cafe, sitting down and having comforting conversations over a cup of whatever you like. You can listen while you're walking or driving. Anytime you need a friend, anytime you need a comforting place where you could brew up a cup of coffee or a cup of tea and sit down and just feel like you have a good friend on the internet that's talking about the things that you would like to hear or talk about, this is your spot and I'm your gal. Next time you grab that cup of coffee or that cup of tea or are going for that walk and want some comforting companionship, then be sure to come on over to Kaylin's Coffee Talk. Subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. I don't know. That it just all sounds very theoretical and unsafe. Uh, all and of it. Uh, everything about it is insane. Like, yeah. I think was humanity just, just kind of like going for it? It seemed like it. Yeah. <laughs> they were just everyone was having a good time and exper- experimenting. Welcome Whoa. back. Good morning. Hello. Afternoon, back. evening. Monday, probably. Yeah, if not Hopefully. Monday, I hope you're having a great week. Whatever day you're listening to it, hope it's a good day. Welcome back to the Random Theory Podcast. I'm Grace. I'm Josh. And here we get random with 
super curious things. Yeah, real random things. Real random things. We're just two monkeys in a trench coat trying to make the world make sense. Just talking about nonsense. <laughs> is nonsense it is yeah if you look through like our i was just looking through a list of episodes Uh man we really just we've been all over the place we hit we talked about fries and then the (laughs) next week talked about comedy that makes sense and then the week after that ghosts yeah so that's we've had a real run we've had a we're really all over the place we're hitting all the topics every all the the big ones yeah yeah anything that anyone is curious (laughs) about yeah if you have a podcast idea or topic make sure you drop it in a rating and review definitely um because you might be featured like one of our uh ratings and reviews today today yeah it's a big day yeah but before we get to that how you doing i'm good how you been I'm good. I finally close on an apartment in yeah, New York City. Big news. Big news. It's so funny because I've been teasing everywhere else, like yeah. on my Instagram, on TikTok, like there's something big coming. Yeah. And it's funny because the listeners to the podcast are like, I know what's happening. Yeah, they hear all our nonsense. Yeah, they hear all of it. And I yeah. really love our podcast community, honestly, because totally. it's we have this very personal connection that I feel like no one else really has with us. Yeah. Because like when I'm on T-Core doing projects, I'm very much in the zone of doing a project. But here, like we get to like be free, chit chat, have yeah. fun. And so I feel like people actually get to know me more here than anywhere else. Yeah, it's great. It's really entertaining. So yeah, yeah anyone in the podcast world, you know what's up. You know I'm going to New York. You know nothing is going to be changing content wise. Yeah, so. nothing's really changing. But Grace is moving to New York. Yeah. Um, I'll be doing three weeks in New York, basically prepping. Josh and I will probably record podcasts. Yeah, separate. we might. That I guess if you do watch the podcast on YouTube, on YouTube. Uh, it might change. Yeah, it might look a little different. It might look a little different. It might be a little Zoom call, <laughs> split screeny, but the audio will still be good. Yeah, audio we'll have good will still audio. Be good. Um, but yeah, the the like set will look change. a little different yeah you might get it, a lot more car horns it might be yeah it might be half grace's apartment and half my house it'll, here it'll be interesting we'll see what happens it certainly will be interesting <laughs> what about you what's up with you i don't know man you, you got know, you got glasses i did get glasses i'm not wearing them <laughs> currently uh because i have never had glasses but i have a condition in my eyes both of them but my right eye especially called keratoconus 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 which maybe that's like a podcast episode i, I think know. it could be like a weird eye thing uh, anyway i have bad vision in my right <laughs> eye uh can't wear contacts so they they finally were like well I'll try glasses they're ridiculous like the, i can't wait to see them is it like georgia aquarium thick yeah <laughs> it is <laughs> it's like so thick and then the left one is just like a teeny piece of glass. <laughs> um but they i i was saying i i can't wear them a lot because they currently make me very sick when i wear them yeah so you experienced that last night. i got it yeah last night i wore them for a little too long and got very sick i think it could be really interesting having a conversation about that yeah i think that's a that's an episode bro i think it is I think there's a I, lot there. dang it i just lost <laughs> my review ratings and reviews we are uh reading ratings let me try to get my life back together grace just lost her rating and review hopefully <sighs> i still have mine these are from Apple Podcast. Apple Podcast. Um, but yeah, if you want to get a shout out, head over there. You can drop a knock knock joke. We got a lot of those now. Um, or oh, we have several oh. people that are leaving the emojis. So if you're an OGRT, meaning you've been around for a minute, you've been around from the beginning. Yes. Yeah. So you drop like a 
uh, little flask. Little beaker little thing, beaker I guy, think is yeah. what it is. It's like a little, little science beaker thing. But if you have a podcast idea, yeah. you drop like basically clues to what the podcast is about. So Using if I emojis. wanted, yeah. So if yeah. you wanted like one about space flight, uh-huh. <laughs> wink, wink, you could do like a rocket ship with yeah. like stars. So I have a, a rating here okay, okay. from Elobos. Mm-hmm. probably sure. 15 yep. Elobos 15 uh the title that joke into topic nice nice um so knock knock who's there boo boo who what's wrong why are you crying <laughs> the classic <laughs> yeah it's always a knee slapper yeah. always a knee slapper always that's like good. classic dad joke it is yeah i love it or like little brother joke oh yeah it's trying to get on your nerves totally um and they said uh, I think it would be cool if you guys did a podcast about why people dream. And by the way, mm. I look up to you guys and I have loved the podcast ever since it came out and hope you're having a great day. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. That literally made you look my up whole to day. Us. I'm so sorry. We're your role models. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, that's really nice of you. I don't know how to feel about oh it. Oh my but... gosh. I have goosebumps. Yeah. That makes me feel so special. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening um and i hope uh i like the idea of doing a dream podcast that's yeah i really like that idea we should, we should put we that need on to the list drop that one on the list because yeah. it could be a super good one okay my rating and review comes from fire and ice 29 okay and we read this before we did but yes. it was fitting to read it again yes yeah. so hi guys i love the podcast my idea for a future episode is all about the history of space flight Ooh. hope this helps well, Fire and Ice 29, yeah. this episode is for you. It is all for you. It's all about the history of space history. flight. I said, uh, I read that one Yes. before and I said, yeah, I got to write that one because I'm big space guy. Yeah. So I think it's really funny that you're like a big space guy. Yeah. I feel like there were two kids growing up. There were like the kids that were like so obsessed with space. Yeah. And then there were kids that were obsessed with dinosaurs sure <laughs> like you, there's really no in between there like two there's camps there's literally two camps like there's the kids that were like space is so sick and then yeah. like i was camp dinosaurs where dinosaur. i was like i want to dig in the dirt and find both <laughs> uh yeah so history of sp- space flight so humans have made huge advancements in space flight and space exploration in a relatively short amount of time literally like just over 60 years that's crazy yeah. to think about. Just 60 years. <laughs> like sending something into space. Oh, yeah. And due to the 1960s space race, uh-huh. all of that kicked off with a huge bang. Yeah. Like it all happened real quick. <laughs> um, and we're going to get into it. So there's a ton of history here. So much. Like, it's dense. The entire like space flight history is very vast. Um, this would be a massive long podcast. So <laughs> we'd be a space podcast. We would be a space yeah, we'd be a space <laughs> podcast. So I really like I just scratched the surface. I just okay. hit the big the big, big guys. Big guys, the big okay. moments. Um if you think about that, sorry, I'm still no, hung up it. on the sixty years yeah, thing. 60 like years. like that's crazy to oh, yeah. process that I mean, we looked at a rocket. Yeah. Like a rocket wasn't even a thing. No, they, well, yeah. I mean, they, they were I mean, like, it was, they but were, it well, like wasn't. But not in the way that like NASA had, you yeah. know, like not in yeah. a, this is for people to travel exactly. to space. Exactly, yeah. 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 Like when you think about that concept of let's strap a human to this, it's just, 
mind-boggling to yeah. think about that they just threw some metal together got some rocket engineers and we're like we're doing this yeah to we're, put, we're gonna send someone to space to put that into perspective so it's been 60 years yeah right yeah so then literally just a little over 60 years before that mm-hmm. before the 1960 space race yeah was when the wright brothers had their first airplane flight so Dang. we went from that happened December seventeenth, nineteen nineteen oh three. So then, sixty years after that, we were putting people in space. That's mind bending. And the big, big moments all happened yeah. in the span of like a decade, like one ten years. Jeez. So before getting to human space flight, yep. Um, I gotta mention where things started, and that was with the Sputnik one which was the first satellite launched by man. Um, It was launched on October 4th, 1957 by the former Soviet Union and marked the beginning of the space age. Mm -hmm. So 1957 was the beginning of the space age. All right. Um, The successful launch shocked the world because, you know, (laughs) hadn't really put anything in space yet. I mean, for something to orbit around Uh, the world. They shot something into the sky and it worked. Stayed. (laughs) Stayed, yeah. And that gave the former Soviet Union the distinction of putting the first human-made object into space. Sure. Are you ready? Amazon Warehouse Hiring Day is coming on October 26th. Amazon will host live hiring events in your city to showcase all the reasons why this Amazon Warehouse is the place to work. Things like competitive pay, great benefits, and so much more. Drop in for some swag, bring a friend, and you could even walk away with a job. To find an Amazon Warehouse Hiring Day event close to you, visit Amazon.com slash hiring day. That's Amazon.com slash hiring day. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. What's up, guys? I'm Ashley. And I'm Taryn. And we are Unsolicited Advice. Advice, The podcast where you can write in your stories and we'll advise you. If you have any stories, whether it's juicy situations, embarrassing moments, or just really deep topics, we address it all. And you know, what's better than having two strange girls tell you how to live your life? (laughs) Unprofessional. Nothing. (laughs) Unqualified. (laughs) But amazing. (laughs) You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, The word Sputnik originally meant fellow traveler, but has become synonymous with satellite in modern Russian. Uh, The pressurized sphere made of aluminum alloy had five primary scientific objectives. Test the method of placing an artificial satellite into Earth orbit. So just literally what they did. Yeah, just throw something up there, see what happens. Um, Provide information on the density of the atmosphere by calculating the lifetime or its lifetime in orbit. Um, And test radio and optical methods of orbital tracking. Okay. And determine the effects of radio wave propagation through the atmosphere. That's huge. Yeah. And then finally, check principles of pressurization used on the satellites. So basically, just like check all of these things can regarding satellites. Yeah, like can we do it and tell us what happens to all the things when we do it? Yeah. How long was Sputnik in orbit for? Do we know? Three months. Yeah. yeah. So just three months later, it spontaneously deorbited and fell back to Earth. Oh, gosh. <laughs> deorbited <laughs> spontaneously. Have you seen this thing? Yeah. It looks like a little silver ball. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what I I think I was expecting more of like a satellite. A normal look. satellite. Yeah. 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 It's literally a metal ball 
with like four little like prongs legs off. prong yeah a little yeah. like yeah yeah like it's like this if you just hold your hand out like you're gonna grab a ball thing yeah but then like make your hand really tense it's like a claw yeah so that was that was where things started okay that was the that was the beginning of the space age and russia had taken the lead and that becomes a very big theme and now americans are angry and now well and something happens next that makes them even angrier okay so russia sent the satellite but then they they did something else of course they did so throughout the 1960s the soviet union launched many test vostok capsules to prepare for the first manned space flight okay and this is where I was saying many of these test capsules had dogs in them. Oh. And unfortunately, some of them did not come back alive. Poor pals. And then on April 12th, 1961, cosmonaut Yuri A. Garrigan mm-hmm. on board the Vostok 1 spacecraft became the first human in space. I would be terrified for my life. Yeah. Literally no one had ever done that. And this guy did it. Listen. Yeah. Everyone wants to be an astronaut for some reason. Yeah. As a meteorologist, yeah. I am terrified of our atmosphere. I love space, obviously. Yeah. Love it. Think it's so cool. Everything about it. I would not go to space. You could not. I mean, if so, I mean, if NASA came to me and was like, we're going to put you on a spacecraft, I'd be like, sweet. Would you really? Because no, I don't think I no. would. I would definitely do like the low orbit. Okay. I could do that, I yeah. think. I don't think I could be in space. You're not going to the moon? No. 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 You could not pay me to be an astronaut, probably. Yeah. No, you could put me in a hurricane hunter's plane okay. and fly me through a hurricane. Sure. I'd do that in a heartbeat. Okay. But space, yeah. like the G's, the feeling you would have, yeah. I don't think is something I would like. And just in a moment's notice... Everything could go wrong. Everything. And there is nothing. There's nothing, there's nothing around you. There's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do. You know, we'll talk through all of this. Like I said, most of this happened in the 1960s. Sure. Like, we just got color television at that point. <laughs> yeah. And they sent humans to the moon. I... Like, I, it blows my mind. But yeah. Anyway, so 1961, Russian cosmonaut Yuri Land- or was the first human in space. Mm-hmm. Uh, the voyage began with a launch at 9.07 a.m. Moscow time, um, and it entailed one orbit around the Earth lasting one hour and 29 minutes. Sweet. And then he had a safe return to Earth. How did they return him to Earth? They it would have had thrusters on board to push it back into orbit, and then he crashed into the ocean, I assume. We hope. I hope. <laughs> Um, I don't know. That it just all sounds very theoretical and unsafe. Uh, all and of it, uh, everything about it is insane. Like, yeah, I think was humanity just, just kind of like going for it? It seemed like it. Yeah, <laughs> they were just everyone was having a good time and exper- experimenting. They were though. Everything was an experiment. I can't yeah. like. I think of Wall Street in the sixties. Sure. I think of sp- space, space in the sixties. Good times. You had Woodstock. Woodstock. Like, people rock, were rock just, and roll. Yeah. Yeah. You had people just living in the sixties. Wild times. Okay, so like I said, that kicked off things in a big way. So in response to uh, Russia doing that. U.S. President John F. Kennedy challenged the nation, the U.S., to, quote, achieve uh, the goal before the decade is out of landing a man on the moon and returning him to Earth safely. Mm. Yeah. Big goal. (laughs) Just threw that out in a very famous uh, Rice Stadium speech. Yep. 
where he says, yeah, this about going to the moon. It's a really great, it's a cool speech. Um, mm-hmm. But so that lit off in a big way the thing that is now known as the space race. The space race the is space on. The space race is on. All right. Which started in the US with Project Mercury. So Project Mercury, the first US program to put humans in space, made 25 flights. Wow. Six of which carried astronauts between 1961 and 1963. That is wild. The objectives of this program were to orbit a human spacecraft around the Earth, to investigate a person's ability to function in space, Mm -hmm. and to recover both the astronaut and spacecraft safely. Those are three lofty goals. Big goals. Very important goals. Uh And that's the whole thing, like talking about uh, Sputnik at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And literally, you'll notice through every single one of these programs, it's literally just building up to something. Right. Like they're like, okay, we'll try this little bit. Okay, that worked. Okay, we'll go a little bit farther. Yeah. Okay, that worked. You know, it's literally just like pushing the boundaries. Pushing the boundaries to see what happens. Um, to try and obviously their end goal here was to go to the moon and everything was kind of building up to that. More than two million people from government agencies and the aerospace industry combined their skills, initiative, and experience to make the project possible. Uh, Mercury showed that humans could function for periods of up to 34 hours of weightless flight, which has since been uh, blown out of the water. I was going to say, I'm pretty <laughs> sure we spend them, send them up there for months yeah. now. Uh, yeah, we'll get to that too. But okay. so yeah, that was that was kind of the, that was the first big uh, US mission. Cool. This is a really cool podcast episode because like I, I mean, I've we obviously know about the history of space, yeah. but you learned about it, but I never knew the project names the names and stuff yeah yeah um so this is just a little tag onto the mercury missions okay specifically the freedom seven mission which was astronaut alan Shepard jr and he was on what they called a redstone rocket and he became the first american in space and that Mm -hmm. was on may 5th 1961 what was the separation between those it was literally a month because it was in april of 1961 was when russia went to space okay and then you're telling me we went to space a month later in a month yeah in a month i mean you were we we, got our stuff together enough (laughs) to put a man in space we talked about this like right before recording because i was telling grace so i got most of this information off of nasa.gov and it's good information but i had to laugh that you know obviously like Russia sending the first person and the first satellite to space. That's a big deal. Yeah. Well, on the NASA website, it is literally just like one sentence at the very top. Well, you have to think at the time, socialism or was it yeah. communism? Commun- Sorry. Well, yeah, it was communist, so, yeah. Soviet Russia. Yeah, it was and they were communism. communist. Yeah. And I think there was a severe power struggle between showing the American yeah. way of life, which was democracy yeah, yeah, yeah versus communism communism and yeah. so i think there was a very large social struggle and political struggle yeah. going on as well, well. There, there obviously during this time was the cold war yeah which we had with the former soviet union um <laughs> hi my name is selena and you might know me as selena spooky boo from tiktok i have 25 million followers who watch me sleepwalk and be weird on the internet would you have guessed that i have a podcast about all things that go bump in the night 
obviously. It is everything spooky, everything creepy, everything dark, and hey, a little bit disturbing. So if you like podcasts that dive deep into paranormal things, murdery things, and beyond, then you are going to love The Haunted Estate. The Haunted Estate podcast is available on all platforms, and I think you're going to like it. Boo! Hello, everyone. What is up? It's Savannah Brimer here from the true crime podcast, Killer Instinct. If you have a true crime obsession like me, Killer Instinct is the podcast for you. Join me every week as we dive into the wildest, most twisted true crime cases. Anything and everything from unsolved, solved, cold cases, missing persons cases, and serial killer cases. Each case will leave your head spinning. So make sure you pause what you're listening to right now, head over and subscribe. That way you never miss an episode. We post every Wednesday and I can't wait to see you there. I bet you're looking for a group of moms to get real with. We are Cheyenne, R, and Shannon. Think Loud Crew is our name. We talk about the behind the scenes of what you see when it comes to parenting and relationships, navigating motherhood, and building our empires, all mixed in with our moments of what actually just happened. We are those moms that like to keep it real. So at times it gets raw. But who are we to judge? Think Loud Crew is our name. We speak out loud on what we feel and experience. Without being judged, we welcome you to join our crew over at the Think Loud Crew podcast. Three moms getting real with parenthood, relationships, and the WTF moments of our daily lives. You can find us wherever you get your podcast. Think Loud Crew. So that was just escalated. Like we were already... right in a struggle a with them yeah. but, but like an unspoken struggle with them yeah. um and then just start adding trying to one-up each other with space exactly yeah i think they're like i think there was also a very large political agenda oh, attached to this uh, as well absolutely i mean that's why you have that's why they threw so much money at these oh, space time. programs and that's why yeah that's why you have the president in a big speech saying yes. like we're going to the moon yeah literally like you know that's my thing is like when you pull back the curtain everything has a has an agenda yeah totally hopefully their agenda is for good they just yeah. have to have an agenda right to do it um anyway so moving on, on topic. moving on <laughs> from the mercury program next came the gemini program so the gemini program primarily tested equipment and miss- mission procedures and mm. trained astronauts and ground crews for the future apollo missions seems important get everyone on the same you got to get everyone on the same page because if you don't know uh the apollo missions were the ones that went to the moon Mm -hmm. um the program's main goals were to test an astronaut's ability to fly long durations which is they have up to 14 days okay um to understand how a spacecraft could rendezvous and dock with another vehicle in rendezvous i know right (laughs) which was very important because that's how they went to the moon yep they their spacecraft separated they were in a lander and then it reassembled back when they went back into orbit forget trying to like maneuver a boat could you imagine Uh, moving something connecting two things in uh, the blackness of space yeah Yeah. like you're not Uh, like uh, when you're driving a boat you pretty much are like on the surface of the water yeah like this is 4d like you are moving something up down left right it's the whole thing like yeah it's insane that that could even happen like yeah. how does that even yeah makes no sense to me anyway 
so uh yeah so to connect with another vehicle and then um uh to figure out re-entry landing methods mm-hmm. and to then just further understand the effects of longer space flight on ast- astronauts nasa selected gemini because the word is latin for twins and the gemini capsule was built for two people Oh, look at that. So they were sending two people in the Gemini capsules. Cute. Um, And then these were just a couple of the big ones. So Gemini 3 astronaut Gus Grissom and John Young uh, crewed the first human Gemini flight. And that mission tested a new maneuverable spacecraft that let the astronauts actually control the spacecraft. That's crazy. So that was like the first one, Gemini 3, that the astronauts could actually move the spacecraft before it was all just like nasa and programmed in that's crazy and then uh gemini 4 was the first spacewalk so that was astronaut ed white that gives me so much anxiety and that was in 1965 yeah i i can't imagine that's like that thing of like you are in the darkness you're in nothing you open that door and there is nothing in front of you you are and you're gonna step out into that and then the last little fact was Gemini 10, um, which was astronauts John, John Young and Mike Collins. They carried out a three-day mission to rendezvous and dock in space um, with a different spacecraft that had lifted off previously. So that was testing the actual connect- connecting in yeah. space. That is so cool that they tested all these in little chunkated pieces. Yeah, it's really cool to me that like obviously this was all building, like I said, to the Apollo program. Yep. And yeah, it was just each little element that would all eventually during the Apollo program would all mm-hmm. happen at once. Right. But they just tested each little thing to make sure it was perfect and possible. Dang. If only all things were approached in this if regard. Only, if only every bit of humanity approached. had this much thought put into it. Said, we're going to fix this one thing first. You know, climate change. And yeah, you know. I don't know, like something like that. All right. So the big one. This is the Apollo program. The guy. So, and this is the crazy fact right here. Exactly eight years and one month and 26 days after President Kennedy challenged Americans to reach the moon, the Apollo 11 spaceflight achieved the goal of landing the first humans on the moon on July 20th, 1969. Bada bing, bada boom, we done did the thing. So eight years is all it took to go from monkey in space to landing two dudes on another body in space it hurts my head yeah like those guys they were just going for it you know they had no choice they had i mean yeah they had no choice but it was just like everything was done on the computer with the power of like a calculator literally and (laughs) And they were just strapping dudes to I think freaking nuclear bombs and shooting them into the air. Like, literally. it was insane. The people back then, I feel like, were so much smarter. I, I mean... Not even... I don't even want to say smarter, but problem solvers. I think there was limited resources. So yeah. they had to be. Like, they, yeah. they had to be, like, smart with what they could do. What's the one movie with the three women... Hidden figures. Yeah, which I'm going to talk about too. Oh, good. Yay. Yeah, I got a little that's shout out That's one of my favorite, yeah. favorite movies. Big, and that's huge. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Okay, Because cool. I, I made sure to throw that in. Sweet. Um, okay, so anyway, back to the Apollo program. So dun, dun, dun. Apollo 11, that was the big one. That's yep. the one that made it. It was arguably one of the most momentous events in the 20th century space exploration. 
The entire mission was witnessed on television by hundreds of millions of people worldwide. At 4.17 p.m. Eastern Time, astronaut Neil Armstrong radioed Houston Tranquility Base here. The Eagle has landed. The Eagle lunar module he and astronaut Buzz Aldrin traveled in had touched down in the Sea of Tranquility, an area selected for its level and smooth terrain. Mm -hmm. So that was, you know, when we were talking about the two separate pieces in space. So they they shot up with the two pieces connected, Mm -hmm. the rocket, basically, and then the Eagle lunar lander. Um, And then those separated and the lander obviously went down onto the moon. Yeah. And then when they leave, it has to go back up and reconnect. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. So it landed on the moon at 4.17 p.m. And then at 10.56 p.m., Neil Armstrong stepped from the eagle onto the moon's surface with the now famous words, that's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. This was an interesting fact I found. Mm. In the excitement of the moment, Armstrong skipped a word in the statement that had been previously prepared. So that statement that he said was obviously they'd it yeah. had been written ahead yep. of time. It was supposed to be that's one small step for a man. One oh. But he was so excited. He had the beach attitude. He's like, okay. He's like, I got to get out there. <laughs> and he missed that word, which I feel like it's better without one small step for man. Because in that way, he's talking about all of. Yeah. Like it's like talking about all of mankind. I'm glad he missed the A because I'm too. A man. A like... man. That feels a little like self-centered. <laughs> yeah. You know. Okay. So that is that's the big one. The Apollo program. Dun, dun, dun. Now there were I, I really only just talked about Apollo 11 because that was obviously the big one. Yeah. There were others. There were ones after that. I don't know what it went up to, but they they went to the moon. Um, I did say the first guy that was in space during the Mercury uh, project, um, Alan Shepard. Uh-huh. He did go to the moon later on on Apollo 14. Oh, good. I'm glad he so, got to do that. How about that guy, right? He was the first guy in space and then also went to the moon. Yeah. Who is the last person to set foot on the moon? I don't know. That's a good question. Eugene, Eugene. Cernan. 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 Was the last man to walk on the moon. Where's he from? No, he's American. Oh, right on. Yeah. Okay. So what uh, did it say What when he went? Like what mission? Uh, Apollo 17. Okay. So yeah. Apollo, So I guess that was probably the last one. Mm-hmm. Apollo 17, Eugene was the last guy to last step on the moon. Last guy to step foot on the moon. And we haven't been since. So all of the, those were the three big space programs in the United yep. States during the 1960s space race. Um, and I wanted to give a special mention, and Grace brought this up, mm-hmm. um, specifically to one lady. There's There's many... Many. Um, but there was one lady in particular named Katherine Johnson who literally like did not get the credit, obviously, that she was due during the time. Mm-mm. But like we we would not have gone to the moon when we did without her oh, and her no. teams. Yeah. Um, so she was an American mathematician who calculated and analyzed the flight paths of many spacecrafts during her more than three decades with the U.S. space program. It's a long time. Three decades. Yeah. Now it's like we have computers for that. That run the whole she thing. She was the computer at that yes, time. Yes, yes. Like she was being a she computer. She was literally the computer. In 1961, she calculated the path for the Freedom 7 uh, rocket, which was the first American in space. Nice. She worked all the way through the Gemini program and the Apollo program. She was a part of the team that calculated where and when to launch the Apollo 11 rocket. 
so yeah i mean without her that would not have happened when it did and yeah. might not have been successful this is why you know it, it, brief mention but like i said she did definitely did not get any of those women did not get the um respect and recognition nope. that they deserved it's a tough time to be a woman then Very and a tough t- time to be a woman now <laughs> well, yeah not much um she did receive the presidential medal of freedom but that did not happen this was shocking did not happen until 2015 2015 <laughs> she just received makes me that. laugh i hate that so much like that's she was she was working in the 60s like yeah. that was her prime time working yep. and she did not receive the presidential finally medal someone in 2015 was like wait hold on oh wait this woman literally got us, freaking to, space. Got us to the moon <laughs> oh we should probably give her uh Some for those that don't know the presidential medal of freedom is technically the highest uh civilian honor, civilian honor in the united states it's crazy um, and then NASA has now named one of their main buildings the Catherine G. Johnson Computational Research Facility. That fits for her. Yeah. <laughs> Passed away uh, in the morning at 101 years old. Wow. She was an American hero and her pioneering legacy will never be forgotten. Absolutely. She freaking crushed it. And what was the name of the movie you mentioned? There's a movie about her. Hidden Figures. Hidden Figures. If you have not watched it, yep. I am not a movie person. Yeah. I've seen this movie twice. It's a good I've seen it. It is a good movie. It is a it's powerful a movie, movie powerful. on so many different levels from not only the oppression of women, but yeah. the oppression of women of color. Big time. A lot how, of that. Yeah. Yes. How she literally was not allowed to use the bathroom yeah. in the NASA facility. She had to run across campus yeah. with her papers, Which, calculating things to go use the bathroom. Crazy. They are treating a woman that is doing literally the most important math. Yes. Like when to launch and where to launch yep. the Apollo 11 rocket. She can't even use the bathroom in yeah. the same building as the men. Yeah. Crazy. It is truly a movie that like opened up my eyes to a lot. Yeah. And I was just like, wow. Yeah. So uh, if you're interested in super that. Super great movie. Go check. And like I 10. said, the movie obviously gets into the many other. There's many other women. Yep. Like I said, she was a part of teams of women. Yeah. She led teams. But yeah, I mean, she was she was the leader of a lot of them. She was one of the main figures. So the, that's why I called her she, out. Yeah. She was the one that basically opened the door yeah. for all these other women to step to, in. To get in yep. and, and be a part of these teams. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that is that's the 1960s okay. space race. Sweet. Um, after the space race, we had the uh, there was a few other things and I, I didn't mention them again because I was trying to keep it brief. Um, but the next like biggest thing was the space shuttle program. Okay. Yeah. Which I don't know if you remember. This was like part of our lives. Yeah. Um, when it, you know, it was still going when we were born and alive. This was the big thing about the space shuttle. And this is why it was like such a breakthrough, but also kind of controversial. Like a lot of people think it was kind of not good. Mm. Um, but it was the first reusable spacecraft. Okay. So before like it was just a one time, you know, it crashed back down to the earth and mm-hmm. That was it. Like yeah. they didn't use it again. Um, but the space shuttle, it landed like a plane when they came in. Yeah. Like it would land on a runway and mm-hmm. then, then they could, you know, they'd tune it up again and they could go again, which is why, you know, it lasted 30 years. Yeah. There was five, there was only five different shuttles over the span of 30 years because they just kept Jeez, reusing yeah. them. Yeah. Why'd they have a problem with that? You know, there was the Challenger situation, which I didn't write on here. Yeah. Um, if anyone doesn't know about that, you can look it up. But um, there was a, a tra- tragedy with the Challenger space shuttle um, that I guess people just, they might not have been the safest and, and most sure. efficient or whatever. 
Um, another big thing that came during the space shuttle era was space shuttle discovery deployed the Hubble space telescope mm. and that actually happened like right. That was the first thing they did. Oh, wow. Like they, they were like space shuttles and then they <laughs> took, yeah, then they took the sp- telescope to space, uh, which was really cool because the space shuttle actually, it looks, if you haven't seen it, look it up. It looks like a big plane kind of. Yeah. And there's a picture of the cargo doors from like inside the shuttle the cargo doors open and like the hubble t- space telescope like floating out into space from it it's really cool Jeez. um yeah and then uh this was interesting you know when we're talking about representation so the space shuttle program saw the first class of astronauts to contain six women mm. and it was the first to contain an african-american and asian-american let's go so you know we love that <laughs> Wish it would have happened sooner, but at least it finally happened. And then uh, the space shuttle led the way in scientific research and development for the International Space Station. Very cool. Uh, speaking of that, that is the next thing I have on here. Um, International is, Space Yeah, the ISS, International Space Station, which was built between 1998 and 2011. Um, the space station has housed humans continuously since November 2nd, 2000. That's crazy. So there's always been at least one uh, astronaut on the space station since uh, November or November second, two thousand. The space station is a partnership of fifteen different nations, containing NASA, the European Space Agency, Canadian Space Agency, uh, Japan Aerospace Exploration Agency, and the Roscosmos, the Russian Federal Space Agency. What sure. a name! I I hope I haven't offended any of like if we have international listeners because obviously this is all just NASA. I mean, yeah. I talked about the Russian thing at the very beginning, um, but yeah, I did not like dig into all the other countries. We and would find be out a what space podcast. It would be a space. Yeah, we would be here for hours. <laughs> hours. Yeah. So the space station, big partnership between all these nations of like, hey, we're going to do this thing. We're going to build this thing. Everyone's going to help. So after we beat the pants off Russia, yeah. we we're like, oh, let's uh, play nice and I'll create the space let's, station yeah, let's, together. Okay, <laughs> let's be friends. We'll do this thing. This is where I talked about when we were saying what was it, like 14 days in space. And I was like, yeah, they've blown that out of the water. Yeah. Peggy Whitson holds the U.S. record for the most cumulative time in space, which is 665 days. Dang. That is a lot of time in space. Wow. I wonder how her bones came back. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm sure they have ways to exercise. They are on absolutely like controlled diets. Yeah. I mean, everything is so controlled. So hopefully she didn't come back looking like a person from Wally. Sure, yeah. But it's crazy. It's so wild to think about because I mean, you've everyone's seen the video of like one astronaut doing the interview. Yeah. And he goes to like release his coffee cup and it oh, just drops to the earth. Yeah. Because yeah. he's so used to being able to Stays set something to and it just goes. Something in the air. Yeah. I just think it would be a complete change of pace of life. Absolutely. It's crazy. Um, and then the last thing I had, and this just happened, was the James Webb telescope dun, dun, dun. um which was the pretty much the successor of the hubble space telescope and crazy imaging yeah i mean that just happened they've put out a couple pictures it's <laughs> insane they put it out and then it immediately gets hit by a meteor <laughs> i saw that hilarious and the meteor was literally like so tiny it was like so, the size of like an itty bitty tiny pebble and it like smacked broke it the, but <laughs> the thing that is like and with all of this, like I said, because everything was just a test building up yep. to something. 
the you know i saw that the article and then i read like on i think it was on nasa somewhere that they were like well yeah we, we knew that was gonna happen yeah like they were like yeah it's meant for that yeah like because everyone was like oh you know if it's broken this big thing and nasa was like well yeah yeah like, we knew it was gonna get so hit. it has so many panels yeah it's like it. that's why there's so many panels because obviously they had like well the probability is blah 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 blah, blah yeah. that it'll be hit by a rocket or a rock in space so. i just think it's so funny that it's literally the most microscopic piece yeah. of a meteor teeny little it. meteor it's just so funny thing. Like I said, it was very, I hit the big things. Big I, things. I didn't even talk about any of the rovers. Yeah. Like we just. Or SpaceX. Spa- didn't talk about SpaceX. I mean, obviously there's tons of other like satellites we've launched, everything. Oh, yeah. Um, didn't mention at all, like during the space race that led to like so many scientific advancements here on Earth. Yes. Velcro was invented during the space yep. race, by the way. Um, so yeah, like if, <laughs> if any of this is interesting to you, dive in. There's so much to learn about. Um, going forward, there are a few plans. I mean, obviously there's like the Elon Musk thing yeah, about yeah, going yeah, Mars. Yeah, yeah. yeah, right. We'll see. Sure. Um, but NASA has come out and said like they want to go to the moon by 2024. Okay. So they want to land astronauts on the lunar south pole by 2024. Sure. So they are working on that um, and they are developing and testing the orion spacecraft which is their new that's the next name um of spacecraft for deeper space exploration the orion they're they're planning deeper space so that would be like going to mars yep but the orion is kind of like the mercury rocket where like it's the first you know the the first one they're trying it yeah we'll see how it goes and then that'll build to the next one crazy so yeah that is that is a brief history of space flight we filled the space between years today with space. With space, <laughs> yeah. But uh, like I said, if you're interested in it, dive deep. Go to nasa.gov. Get in there. Get in there. You'll go down a rabbit hole real quick. Also, like if you're from another country, I would love to hear about if you've got similar yes. history. Yes. Um, because like I said, I, I really only focused on the U.S. history. It's okay. But um, so that's it. Yeah, that's, that's the it. That's space. Yeah, that's space, man. Guys, if you like this podcast, leave a rating and review on uh, Apple Podcasts. On Apple Pods. Yeah. Yep. Would super duper appreciate that. And if Absolutely. you have been here for a long time, leave that little flask beaker sciencey deal. beaker thing yeah, or any kind know. of science thing uh, that you feel fits your shindig and you yeah. just put rtog rtog hop to the top of the list of getting a rating and review read that's true yeah and if you have <laughs> um a podcast topic yes like this one was yes uh obviously we are making them because that's what this episode was yeah so. huge shout out to fire and ice again fire for, and ice yeah, yeah i think they had some numbers on the end but I we're hope, just gonna call you fire and ice i hope uh fire and ice that you i did did this one the way you wanted i hope it was enough (laughs) i'm sure it was um but yeah if you have a if you have a topic drop it we will absolutely make a podcast about it i'm super stoked all right i think we need to go figure out how we can build a rocket ship in the backyard and put ray on board we're gonna send ray to space we're gonna send ray to space i think yeah that's probably the next video i think so we have the technology now one step for man one giant Giant. leap for a dog (laughs) yeah (laughs) i don't know all right okay have a great week guys (laughs) bye
Are you ready? Amazon Warehouse Hiring Day is coming on October 26th. Amazon will host live hiring events in your city to showcase all the reasons why this Amazon Warehouse is the place to work. Things like competitive pay, great benefits, and so much more. Drop in for some swag, bring a friend, and you could even walk away with a job. To find an Amazon Warehouse Hiring Day event close to you, visit Amazon.com slash Hiring Day. That's Amazon.com slash Hiring Day. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Are you ready? Amazon Warehouse Hiring Day is coming on October 26th. Amazon will host live hiring events in your city to showcase all the reasons why this Amazon Warehouse is the place to work. Things like competitive pay, great benefits, and so much more. Drop in for some swag, bring a friend, and you could even walk away with a job. To find an Amazon Warehouse Hiring Day event close to you, visit Amazon.com slash Hiring Day. That's Amazon.com slash Hiring Day. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Save big money and transform your home with new appliances now at Menards. We offer the lowest prices and the largest in-stock appliance selection ready to take home today. Check out top appliance brands, including KitchenAid, Maytag, Whirlpool, Amana, and Criterion. Upgrade your home and save big money on new appliances at Menards. Shop our entire selection of appliance options online today at Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.